Welcome back to the Saturday show. Hour two underway here on the show, just past the one o'clock hour. Yak and Lundy along for the ride. And pleased to welcome back an old friend, a guy who used to work here at The Zone, but now hosts Full Court Press of a 1069 The Fan in Logan. Ajay Salveson with us. Ajay, what is up? Lundy, Hatch, oh my gosh, it's so good to hear your guys' voices. Yeah. Oh, my, and I'm so glad the Saturday show's back. I used to uh, have, I, I, I still have great memories of producing that show once upon a time, and it uh, was a huge hit, still is today. You guys do a great job, so thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Well, let's start here. Uh, what is the kind of the sense up there in the Cache Valley for the upcoming football season for the Aggies? You know, it kind of depends who you ask. I, I can say this, that the uh, talking to a couple of players, the word is infectious. And when I say that, just the energy that this coaching staff brings out day after day after day. There was conversations about last year and the year before that there wasn't that energy like there is this year. And Blake Anderson and his staff has done a marvelous job of, of, of being there for these kids and, and trying to get them ready to go and uh, prepping them in a way that, that they just feel so prepared right now, uh, even going into, uh, going into fall camp and uh, there's a lot of excitement uh, within the football team and the staff. Fans are looking forward to uh, a fresh start as well. Ajay, uh, with the new coach Anderson coming into town, uh, Logan Bonner, quarterback, transferred uh, to, to come here play for his old coach. Uh, is he the incumbent starter? Is it going to be an open co- competition? What can you tell us about what's going on with the quarterback position for the Aggies? Well, Wendy, that's a good question. I think I answer it with a wink-wink here. But it's, uh, Coach Anderson said that it will be a QB competition. Again, put that asterisk of a wink-wink in there, and I think you kind of know where I'm going with this. Uh, look, Peasley, uh, and, and I feel bad for Peasley last year because I just felt like, I mean, last year was such a disaster that I didn't feel like Peasley really got a fair shake in the whole situation. They also have a younger cat in Cooper Legault, the former kid from Orem over there in Utah County. Really good quarterback. He was going to start the Wyoming game before COVID issues hit, and uh, they had to cancel the game. But uh, there's, I mean, there's some talent there, but it's really hard to ignore that a quarterback from Arkansas State is leaving Arkansas State, coming all the way across the country to Logan, Utah, to be a backup. That's just, it's, it's hard to agree with that notion. Uh, Logan Bonner uh, did have an injury problem. Uh, they said he's healthy, he's back, and he's ready to go. Should be good to go for fall camp. I would imagine he's the frontline starter, uh, barring any, and hopefully uh, no injury or uh, setbacks um, will await him. Okay, so Blake Anderson, the short interactions I've had with him, he's got an infectious personality, it seems like. He's just, he, and he's brought kind of, you mentioned he's brought kind of a new spirit, a new mentality to the Utah State football program. Can you kind of shed some light on who he is as a person? Yeah, uh, we, I think his, his story is pretty well known. Right? His wife had cancer. She was incredibly sick, ended up passing away, uh, became a national story, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, and and he, the things that he's gone through, he's a very religious guy. It, and so when I say it's God, family, football, in that order, that is not a joke. He's, he, he doesn't just say it to speak it so people around him can hear him. It's, it's something that he truly lives by and believes by, that it's God family football in that order the coaches have consistently commented how much they appreciate that uh 
that feature of him, that he actually allows his coaches to go home and spend time with their family. Coach, just, uh, Coach Anderson just barely got married to his beautiful wife, Brittany, uh, and uh, they were wedded. And so, uh, obviously, he has a huge emphasis on family. That's something that they really appreciate, and you've already mentioned, as I have as well, the, just the personality of him is, is just go, 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 and it's just high motor, high energy, 24-7, 365 around the clock. Um, and it's actually really benefited the recruiting. As you guys know, he went to a couple of really solid recruits that were going to P5 schools for the 2022 recruiting class, and he snatched him. And it's based on the fact that his energy has trickled down the coaching staff all the way through, even to the director of operations. Uh, they are just absolutely thrilled with uh, just the energy they have. I've talked to a couple of players. Shaq Bond talked to media day as well in Las Vegas that it's so cool to have a coach come on the field and know that he wants to be on the field with these players every single moment. He says it just makes so much of a difference, especially being a leader on the defensive side of the ball. He says it's really, really helped. So uh, Coach A is a great, great guy. Um, again, as we've mentioned, ad nauseum, really infectious in regards to the personality. But it, the most important thing is, is that it's actually trickled down to everybody else with a ripple effect of it in a positive way to both coaching staff and players. With, uh, with fall camp just around the corner here, what's maybe a name that a lot of us down here in more of the Salt Lake region haven't heard yet that we should know about? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, I, I know he was mentioned a few times last year. I think you're going to hear his name a lot more, but A.J. Vombachon is a name that you're, uh, I think you'll hear from the defensive side of the ball. Good speed, good awareness, got great vision, can fill a gap really, really quickly. Uh, good size. Uh, he, he's smart, too. He really is smart. Uh, you know, we, I know there's been a little bit of some injury bug that's, that's went around the defense side of the ball. Hopefully they'll all be healthy for September 4th in Pullman, Washington to face the Cougars. But uh, it, I would say A.J. Vomitong is the one name that I'm really excited about uh, coming into the season that I don't think, I mean, Cash Valley knows him, but I don't think anybody outside of Cash Valley really has heard a lot about him. Okay, I've worked on some Utah State broadcasts, and I've heard AJ's name. He's he. I, I'm with you. He's a gay, a guy that I think is going to be, for lack of a better term, I think he's gonna he's gonna break out this year, hopefully. But AJ, let's be real. It was a really rough year last year for Utah State. There, the coaching staff didn't seem to be in sync. There were issues with on-field personnel, in particular, certain quarterback, but. What do you believe this team can accomplish this year? I don't think necessarily that winning the Mountain West is a realistic goal. That's just me speaking. But what can this team realistically do, in your opinion, that can show that Blake Anderson in his first year in charge is on his way to getting this program back to where Aggie fans want it to be? You know, the expectation thing is, I I hate that. I I hate the whole predictions and expectations from from outside because it's either – I mean, it's either way too high because they, they, they hear things about what's going on you know, at camp or what's going on within the program, and they get way too excited, or everyone just kind of links back to last season and brings it into this season. One of the most annoying things I get is, well, based on last season, this is where I think they're going to finish. And as you mentioned, last year was a disaster. I mean, for four weeks in a row, Utah State made national news for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. You had a quarterback quit, a coach leave, a team quit, uh, forfeited game uh, their last one of the season against Colorado State. I mean, just all the wrong reasons, it was just a disaster for Utah State. You have a new coaching staff. 
probably a new starting quarterback, a new era, a new fresh start, a new personality. It's just I, I erase all of last season when I look at this upcoming season. Um, I and you're right. I, I don't think I think when people say oh, we're going to win a Mountain West championship, that's a little bit too bold and above. But I honestly, and this is just the gospel according to AJ. It's not too far out of the realm to say that they could go six and six, seven and five, and win a bowl game. Uh, I know there's that death row stretch that they've had to deal with the last three years of Air Force, BYU, and Boise State back to back to back. Two of those are on a short week as well, so that's a massive uh, that's a massive just gauntlet you have to face. But if I can go crazy with you for just a bit, I think they actually win two out of three of those. I'm not going to tell you which ones because I don't want to be getting you know. No, AJ, no, no. We want to Provo. Call it right now. We want to. We want to hold you to this. <laughs> Etching stone. You know, if 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 boss is listening to this station, if he's listening to this show, he's going to go absolutely berserk on me. So I'll, I'll save. Uh, I'll save who uh, who I think the two out of the three come from. But uh, again, uh, but I just I think that they're going to be well prepared this year. I, I really do. And and like we've already mentioned, I don't think a Mount West Conference championship is in the books. But I think that there's a bowl game definitely within eyesight, and I know that the coaches are eyeing that down as well. They think a bowl game is a very, very real possibility for this team. Audrey, I want to switch gears just a little bit. Uh, a couple nights ago was the NBA draft, uh, and you know, as I'm sure that everyone in Logan is well aware, uh, an Aggie was drafted to Mishkata to the Sacramento Kings. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Oh, man, the ninth wonder of the world. Uh, this guy, I, I want to take you back if I can. Before, when he was getting recruited, and uh, Scott Gerard actually tweeted out something really, really good that people don't realize. The hoops and the loops and the things they had to do to be able to get Keta from Portugal to America to Utah State is a novel that could cover the size of Harry Potter. I mean, it is an incredible story, and it, it just makes your jaw drop. Uh, he got here, he was, I mean, good size in regards to length, but just no muscle, no body strength. And uh, they took him to the, uh, the training table here at Utah State, and they said, Keta, eat. And he just started eating. Uh, they got him into shape. They got him into a place where he had uh, good muscle and good body size. Look, his freshman year, he probably could have gone – to the draft, uh, I don't know if he if he gets drafted. It's probably a uh, undrafted free agent signing or something to that effect. Um, his second year, he gets hurt uh, after I guess or I guess he gets hurt before the second year with uh, with summer ball in uh, Portugal, uh, and then he has to kind of re like re work himself back into shape again. And it was a different Keta than what we we're used to seeing. And then, of course, he comes back and, and just dominates. And I, I still go back, and people are going to think, not think about this enough, but that Boise State series in which they got swept by Boise State, Keta was a monster. Go look at his numbers against Boise State and what he did. He dominated that series. They lost both those games. And if I'm not mistaken, I want to say he was player of the week in the Mount West Conference. I, I, I might be wrong. But I want to say that was a week where he was – he I mean, he I scored like 62 points total in two games, um, had uh, 20-something rebounds, I, I want to say, and just absolutely thrashed Boise State in so much that Boise State said, you know what, we're going to let Keta dominate, and we're going to try and make everyone else beat us. And it worked, to Boise State's credit. But Keta just had, a, had two games 
just uh, of his life. It was incredible. And he kept Utah State in it. He's special. He's got a great personality. We talked about Blake Anderson being infectious. Keta loved people, and people loved Keta. Keta was never too big for people. He never had an ego. He got it. He understood it. He's going to be a massive, massive miss for Utah State. It's just a hole that they can't fill, that they can't replace. Um, but, uh, oh, my gosh, I love Keta to death. Um, good human being off the court. He's, Sacramento got a great one. Sorry, that's a long, long answer to a short question. I apologize. But I just can't say enough about how much Keta has meant to Utah State. You know, they, they have these four uh, – I think they have four guys in the rafters uh, inside D. Glenn Smith spectrum. It's going to be five. In, in, with Sam Merrill and, and Namiya Keta, what they did in back-to-back Mountain Conference Championship games, winning those two – uh, for Utah State, I just can't tell you how much they've meant, but especially Keta. It's boy, he's he's amazing, and again, Sacramento is lucky, lucky, lucky team. Well, see, AJ, I, I kind of wanted to build off a point you made in that answer, and it's the fact that yes, he could have left after his freshman year. There was actually quite a bit of hype about him being a potential draft pick after his freshman campaign. He comes back for that sophomore year, and yes, he struggled. And I remember I, I talked to somebody who's a lot more invested in the NBA draft, and we were talking about him after that second year. Like, see, he revealed his true colors. Like, he he he's a good player, but he's not a great player. But then. He goes out and has that junior season that you talked about and really gets himself back into the conversation. And I'm reading up on him and the Sacramento Kings, and I know that the Kings aren't necessarily super relevant because they've had their struggles the past 20 years, it feels like. But there's an outside chance he could be the starting center for the Sacramento Kings as a second-round pick as a rookie. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I think by and I know here in Utah we like to flame on, on Kendrick Perkins and make fun of him and such. Big Perk. Uh, and in... <laughs> and I, if I'm not mistaken, um, he had said that he thinks that Amish Keta could be a starter by the end of the year. Uh, I would I would actually agree with that. I really do. I think Sacramento's in a really tough situation. Uh, obviously, what they're dealing with right now is, you know, and they got a, they got a couple big men, but I think Keta, just based on his size, um, his ability, he's really improved his outside shot. He's... Uh, uh, he's so incredible defensively. Like his recovery time on, you know, if he gets beat on the perimeter, it's just phenomenal for his size. Uh, his speed has gotten better. Uh, his awareness on the court has been so much better. It's going to take for a bit for him to adjust in the NBA game without question, but I would not at all be surprised. I'm not guaranteeing anything. I'm not, you know, speaking anything into existence here, but I would not be at all surprised if he's a starter by midway through the season till the end of the year. So with all of that in mind, you know, now Amish Keita moves on to the NBA, you know, just before that, uh, Sam Merrill, now NBA champion Sam Merrill, I might add, um, you know, he, he moved on. So the, the Aggies have lost two of their really great, solid players. Uh, Craig Smith took the job at Utah. What's next for Aggie hoops? Ryan Odom's a great coach. I'll tell you this right now. Ryan Odom is a solid get for the Utah State Aggies. Obviously, uh, you know, you lose Craig Smith. And, we, I mean, again, we use that word. We've said it in nauseam and in spades here on the show already in the interview. But the infectious personality that Craig Smith had really led on through the rest of the program. Ryan Odom is smart. He's so genuine. Um, and, you know, I, I got to sit in and listen to Scotty interview Ryan Odom. Uh, the day of a spring football scrimmage, and he got like 45 minutes with Coach Odom. 
and uh, and to listen to Odom talk and just the way like the, the whole like screaming into a microphone when having a conversation that that's not Coach Odom. He he brings um, he brings his infectious personality in a much different way, and it, it it comes out genuine. It comes out sincere. Not to say that Craig Smith wasn't. I'm not saying that. But what Coach Odom brings is just it, it's in a different way. But the IQ of Coach Odom is is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you bring in Brandon Horvath along with Justin Bean. Obviously, Justin Bean's going to be the new face of the team here for his senior year. Um, Brock Miller, if he can hopefully get healthy, uh, and then Rylan Jones from from Utah or uh, University of Utah, the former Logan Grizzly, then went Olympus, now then went to University of Utah. Now Utah State, what a ride for him! He's going to be a major help for Utah State. Um, I, again, I, I don't know what the, – the problem is with the Mountain West Conference, Wendy, is that everybody got better, especially in the coaching department. Tim, Tim Miles at San Jose State's a great get. You got Richard Pitino now, uh, I believe, in New Mexico. Correct. Uh, I mean, there's just the, – the coaching department, in regards to head coaches, is about as good as there is in outside Power 5 conferences. I don't think, in my opinion – that there's a better group of coaches in a conference outside the Power Five in the rest of those conferences. I just don't. And then the talent is really good. Colorado State, led by Nico Medved, who had interviewed for a ton of Power Five jobs, uh, they don't lose a guy. They kept everybody on their roster, and they split with Utah State uh, in their two-game series uh, over at the Spectrum this past season. Like they're, they're probably the cream of the crop. Boise State, still with Leon Rice. Hopefully they – I mean, they just can't figure out things in March, but they lose Derek Olsen Jr., but – Still got a couple other kids. Um, I think the Aggies got a shot to be a legitimate contender in the Mount West Conference. But, again, the Mount West Conference just got three notches better based on coaches alone. And the recruiting was really well done, too. San Diego State, of course, is still up there. So I like Utah State's chances. I think they're going to be competitive. But as is the Mount West and the Mount West Conference. And there is, I can tell you right now, there is that target on Utah State's back still. Well, Ajay, we're looking forward to it. Football season is nigh. It's crazy to think it's this close, but excited for it all the same. I know you do a great job covering up there on uh, 106.9 The Fan, but also I know you work hand-in-hand with Scott Gerrard on the broadcast that we carry here on The Zone. So we're looking forward to it, and I'm sure we'll be in touch soon. So thanks again for taking the time to join us today. I look forward to it, guys.